Okay. Uh, thank you, Shlomo. Mazel Tov. Shir tonight um, is dedicated to Lilu Nishmas with Shlomo Nachum Ben. Tov Yaakov. Shem Shalom and Aliyah. Okay, so tonight we're going to learn Drush Yud, Shtikov and the Zerah Shimshin, and it's a, uh, it's a very human perspective. So in other words, sometimes, you know, there's Torah about human being being very lofty, very high, very high madrigus, like a mala, so on and so forth. And sometimes there's Torah, which relates to the, the inner struggles of a human being, which only a human being can struggle with. So in a way, I think it's very, it's very comforting to learn the sense of Torah because it, 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 it's mala, it elevates... It elevates what otherwise you would feel as being, you know, just simply your problems, your issues, your insecurities, all that's garbage. You would think is like, okay, that's not important. It's got nothing to do with the Ivishta, it's got nothing to do with Judaism. But this is this is a type of Torah where it actually it, 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 it speaks directly to all that. So it speaks to the the problems inside. So it comes from let's begin with the right here, Drush Yod, Vaasu Arun Atseshit. So the, it says in the Pasuk, to make an Aaron Atze Shittim. Now, let me bring up the Chumash here for a second. The, the Pasuk doesn't really say much about the actual way that it's going to be made. Let me just read the Pasuk inside. Yud. The Pasuk says, Fa'asu Aaron Atze Shittim, make an Aaron of Shittim wood. So the Torah identifies that it's made of wood. It's a wooden material. It gives the dimensions. An amma and a half length, an amma and a half wide, and an amma and a half high. Fine. Then the Pasuk goes on to say, It should be coated. A tzipia, from the outside, like an outer coating. It should be coated of, go- of pure gold from the bias, from its inside, and from its outside, you shall coat it. Vasisa loves Erzal and on top as well, there is a crown which surrounded the top part of the Aaron. So the Pasuk identifies it as a wooden box. That's what it is. It's a wooden Aaron. And there's a coating which is made on the inside and on the outside. That's the way the Torah defines it. Comes along Rashi. Rashi says, to read it inside, he quotes it here, Pierce Rashi, Shleisha Aroinus Asa Bitzal. When Bitzal goes to make it, Bitzal is the one who is the actual maker. Moshe Rabbeinu is the, the one who communicates and relays the messages from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, but the one who actually constructs, the builder, the art, uh, you know, you can think about it kind of like the architect and the builder, if you want to, if you wish to say it. Moshe Rabbeinu is the architect, but Bitzal is the builder. So Bitzal, who's the builder, he takes three different boxes. Why does he take three different boxes? Two of them are gold, and one of them is made of wood. The wooden box is placed inside the larger of the two golden boxes. And then there's a smaller golden box, which is placed inside the wooden box. So basically, you're starting with a wooden box. You're putting it inside a gold box that's bigger than it. It fits inside. And then you're taking another smaller golden box that can fit inside the, uh, the, the wooden box. So after all is said and done... It's coated on the inside with gold and it's coated on the outside with gold. But the coating, it's not that you're taking gold and painting the inside of the box and painting the outside of the box. That's not what took place. There's actually three different boxes, two boxes of gold, one on the inside, one on the outside. And in the middle is the box of wood. That's what Rashi says. That's exactly what he went to do. And the obvious question, which I think should strike us is, why did he do it that way? Why didn't he just coat the wood on the inside and the outside? I mean, if you look at the evidence of the Pasuk, it doesn't say anything about these other gold three boxes. It's just, okay, Rashi said that's what Betzalel did. But I was like, Gufa, why did Betzalel do it in that way? 
only told Bitzal to make one aron of wood, and he just said that it should be plated, it should be covered in the gold. And that's really the lashon of the pasuk. You should make an aron of the shitim wood. You should cover it with the gold. From the inside and the outside, you shall cover it. If that's all the pasuk is saying, that it should be covered in the gold, where did Bitzal get the instructions? Where did he get the three separate boxes only then? And he took the two gold boxes. Is one on the inside, one on the outside. Where did that come from? Question, the, the box, <coughs> the outside and inside box, when that was gold, it wasn't complete. Was it completely gold? 100%. Yeah. Gold right. Plated. Right. And that's why it's such a good question. The, the, really, the posture the, the of the posture 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 of the Compelling question, which the Oyelam raises here, is where does Bitsalo get this whole Indian of making three boxes when all the Pasik says is to code it? We can answer. He quotes from a Gemara, a very important Gemara, fundamental Gemara in Yuma. Parakhesti Yuma Amrina. The Gemara says like this. It's, a, it's like a very strong either a criticism or you know a suggestion to the Tamakhacham. What does it mean to be a Torah scholar? It doesn't just mean to have the knowledge. It doesn't just mean that you know what to do. It's something else. It has to be, and if it speaks in the negative, if his inside is not like the outside, what does that mean the inside is not like the outside? On the outside means what you do superficially, what, you know, the, the information that you can spit back, what, what you can put into practice, what you can do. That's superficial. That's chitzayimistic. But the inside is what the sincerity is, right? That's the real you, what's on the inside. So with Tamil Chacham, if his toichai, if his inside is not kevaro, it's not like his outside. His outside, the exterior clearly presents himself, you know, the langa beard, the frack, and the whole thing. But it's more than that. It's not only, you know, really superficial. It's what he does, the maizim, the, the knowledge. But if his toich, if his inside is not as sincere as the Yerushamayim, as it makes it seem that it, from what he does on the outside, Eno Tamil Chacham. He is not a Torah scholar. Meaning the Gemara is saying that the real criteria to be a Torah scholar is that idea. Toichai kevaro. That the inside is like the outside. What's the source for this idea that the definition of a Tamachacham has to be Toichei Kavarad? Shinemar quotes the Pasuk from the Aron. The Aron was the home of the Torah, right? That was the point. And Aron isn't just a box. The Aron is the box by where the Torah is kept. Everyone know why that's so important? Just to give you an idea with that, after the, the Aron was, 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 was hidden at the end, 100 years before the destruction of the first base of Mekdash, when Yoshia hid it, there was never again another Aron. They didn't find the Aron, it was hidden away. In the whole second base of Mikdash, for 420 years, there was just a stone in place of the Aron. There was no Aron. Why not? In fact, the Rishonim, why don't they build another Aron? They have the dimensions. You have gold, you have water, and you make another Aron. The Rishonim answers such a Pasha Yisoyed. An Aron is not a box. An Aron is a box that, how, that is a home of the Luchos. So if you don't know where the Luchos are because they're hidden inside of the, the Aron, it's meaningless. It's purposeless to make another Aron. An Aron isn't just a box. An Aron is like a Tamachacham, which it's home to the Torah. So that's very important. That's the definition of the Aron. That's the reason the Gemara is seeing the symbolism of what a Tamachacham is by looking at the definition of an Aron. That's the Pasha Pshan in the Gemara. Anyway, so a Tamachacham <coughs> has to be Toichei Kavar. It's got to be the inside is like the outside, just like it says by the Aron. From the inside and from the outside, you should cover it. So the Torah is telling you that the inside is the fear of the year Shamayim, the inner sincerity of the Torah. That's the golden Aron. So that has to match the golden exterior, the outward Maisim Toivim and the Chachma that the, the Chazik, that the Chacham portrays and, and, and relates. It has to have the golden on the inside as well. 
That's what the Gemara says. Beautiful Gemara. Beautiful Gemara. That there was a gold on the inside as well as the outside. And it's coming to symbolize that the Tamachacham has to be Toichai Kavari. He has to be a sincere. He has to have the same gold on the inside as he, <coughs> as he has on the outside. Now... B'tzalo knew, he understood, that the Aaron, which is the Kli that holds the Luchos, B'tzalo understood all of this. And this is really important. This whole Mishkan game, it's a little bit of a game, right? It's, it's theatrics, to build like this, to do like that. The Indian of Mishkan is that it was built for Klai Yisrael to pick people up to put it in, 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 into something that would elevate people. Because when every single thing symbolizes something more than when you interact with it, it elevates your life. In other words, as much as it's about the box, it's not about the box. It's about the way that people will come and relate to the box and see the meaning of the box and the symbolism of the box and relate it to themselves. So Betzalo, he, he understood very well that when the Abisha is telling him, make an own, it means make the box that will home, be home to the Luchos that will represent what it means to hold Torah. It will be as if it's a person and holding the Torah. Now, B'tzal gets that. He sees that. You know, there are so many times where it says in the Psukim and the Mishkan that B'tzal was Yedeya Machshavis. In other words, he understood all the thoughts that went into this. This isn't just a building. There's something so much deeper. And when you learn the parashas of Mishkan, you got to believe in the depth. It's not just, oh, build it like this in this dimension and that dimension and this. There's so much more depth than everything, what everything symbolizes <laughs> and represents or what it means to build for Hashem, to elevate people coming to the Mishkan. And B'tzal understood that, that the box which he's going to build, which he's going to put the Luchas in, that has to really represent, it has to be a true manifestation of what it means to have be a Tamachacham with the home to the Luchas. So he perceives now through his wisdom, he realizes, I cannot simply coat gold over the wood. Why not? Now here you need a Tifalamdus. The halacha is when you have a real kli and then you coat it with a different material, what is the kli? Is it defined by its essence or by its coating? So let me give you a very simple halacha, very important halacha. A kli eight, a wooden kli, is contracts tuma differently than a metal kli. Anyone know one of the differences? A wooden kli that doesn't have a receptacle, it doesn't hold things. Let's say I have a wooden knife, for example. A knife does not have a receptacle. It's a utensil, but it has no receptacle. It cannot contract tuma. Metal could contract tuma, even though it does not have a receptacle. There are different laws in the halacha. Kli aids is makabal tuma only with a kli kibble, with a receptacle. Metal, any sort of kli is makabal tuma. So let me ask you a question. Let's say I had a wooden knife, which had a metal coating. A wooden knife, the, the, the core of it is wood, but it's coated with metal. What's the din? Is that a kli aids, and therefore it's not makabal tuma because it doesn't have a taich, it doesn't have a receptacle, it doesn't, it doesn't have an interior. It's just a, it's just a, a, a knife. Or do I say it's metal? Because it's coated in metal, so you go after the coating, and if it's metal, then it could be makabal tuma. What's the din? Do you go after the core, or do you go after the coating? What's the din? You go after the core. Because the coating is bottled to the core, which makes sense. There's a very, you know, it's, it's deep. You know, another time where you know about this, I'll about this, talk about this. It's a good comparison. It was just a practical one. You have to tovo things. We know you only have to tovo glass and metals. Other materials you don't. So what about a china? Anyone tovo china? You don't know if you do. It depends if you ask. You're not sure. What's the halacha? Your family minog. Part of what's so complex is this exact question. It's an earthenware material. The core is earthenware, which does not require tefillah, but it's coated in a glass. That's very similar. Don't pass it off this. But China is a little more complicated for other reasons. But just to give you a list of what is it? What, what is China? Is it earthenware or is it glass? Is it both? 
There's a tifa lamtis here from the Rambam that we paskin that the coating is bottled to the core. So therefore, Bitzalo understands that. And he says, if I would simply coat the gold, put that over the wood, so then all it is is wood. It's wood that has a coating, but it's wood. If we would apply that here to the Aaron, what would we have said? What would happen? If I had a wooden Aaron, which was covered in a coating of gold, we would say that it's just becoming subordinate. It's becoming bottle to the overall wood. So what would that mean? Try to think about that as a Tamachacham. Now, now we're going to get to the depth. Before we read the next line, I think it's a very important introduction. A Taman Chacham, we're saying, has to have a Toich and a Varo. His inside has to be sincere, like the outside. That's the gold. What's the wood? What's the wood? What's the answer? What's the wood? The wood, and this comes from a Pasuk and Parsha Shoftim. Ki Adam, what is a person? Eats Hasadehu. A person is described as being like a tree, like a material of wood. Coarse. Nothing to it for itself, but it's able to produce. That's like a tree. In other words, a tree, it's able to try to make fruit, but it's very raw. Wood is like a really raw material here. It's not as like that. And it just, hopefully it's going to make fruit. The wood is the symbolism of humanity. Meaning, Yerushalayim is the inner gold. The Chachma, the Taira, the Maisim Taivim, that's the outer gold. What's the wood? The wood is of the humanity of a person. All of what is not spiritual in its essence. Everything which is just, I eat, I sleep, I'm jealous, I get angry. That's all wood. That's the wood. Very simple. And that's why it's like that. You know, Hashem didn't say make a perfect gold aron. That's not what it is. That's not a human being. You can say, oh, this wood, that's going to that's gonna portray a tamachachim. Is that a beautiful piece of gold? Go try to find a perfect person and then that will be. There's no such thing. We're not perfect. We're human beings that have an inside, hopefully, of gold and an outside, hopefully, of gold. But its component, its inner component, its core is wooden. We have to relate to that. We have to understand that. And even when the Gemara is demanding that we're sincere on the outside, on the inside, the way we are on the outside, the Gemara doesn't say we have to be perfect. The Gemara doesn't say that you have to be a block of gold. That's not what the Aaron is. That's unrealistic. What the Gemara is saying is that there has to be a, a, a coating of inside where it is gold. So Al-Bitzalo realizes, wait a second, if all HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants from me is to paint a little coating, what does that mean? That means that superficially there's a coating, but what it can, is considered is that it's all bottled to the core. So that would mean that what Torah and Yerushalayim really does to a person is all subordinate to all of his humanity. Meaning, you're a regular human being with all the garbage, and then... On the outside, there's something which is bottled to that. On the inside, there's something which is bottled to that. But if I define what the Talmud Chacham is, he would be a piece of wood. He wouldn't be. The beauty of the gold on the inside and the outside wouldn't be strong. It wouldn't be the dominant force. It would just be bottled because that's the halacha. A coating of a kli does not change what its shame of the kli is. The shame of the kli is defined by its core makeup, not by the coatings on the inside and the outside. So the Talmud Chacham Nami, he makes it very practical. We would say he's allowed to be very into physicality. The body, which is represented the wood, is really the primary point. The Torah, which is on the outside, is only subordinate to it. So basically, Betzal is this saying, you would have a Tamachacham who would be like eating in like the most fancy you know, places in the world and going after all the pleasures in the world. And you would think that's what a Tamachacham is. That's, that's what it is because he really is wood. The wood remains the wood. It just happens to be that there are coatings of gold on the outside and the inside. That's the way he portrays it. 
which is fine. That's an angle on it. Without getting in the practical, like what should the Tamachacham, should he, you know, view himself so in the, in being so into the physical components or not? He could also relate, we can also relate to this as being, what is he? You know, just like, what is his essence? Is he a regular human being that is coded or is he actually transforming who he is as a human being? And that's, Part of the question here, if it would just be a coding, that's really not the true manifestation. We know that the Tamar Chacham sleeps. We know the Tamar Chacham eats. We know he has an appetite. But we know deep down, when you look at Rav Chaim Kanievsky, you know he eats, you know he sleeps, but you know it's true, but you clearly see that's not, that's not his primary, what he is. Like, you know that, you see that, you feel that, and you see the Tamar Chacham, and you see the Tzadik. But if it's just a coding and it's bottled to it, what do you mean? He is the same person, he indulges in the same things, he's the regular guy that I am, he happens to have an amazing Yerushalayim on the inside, and he learned a lot of Torah on the outside. That's not the MS, that's not the truth, that's not the way it is. So Betzal realizes this, he internalizes, he understands. HaKadosh Baruch Hu told me, me he just gave me an impossible job. Because if all of I do is CP, if all I do is I code it, so then it's just going to be bottled to the wood. So I'm left, after all is said and done with the primary being wood. So what is this coding that's on the outside and inside? So if so, if you're going to say that, that's maybe what Hashem thinks is the truth. That's all Hashem wants. Hashem just wants some coding which is bottled to the wood. But too low. The Pasuk just saying, make an aron of shittim wood, cover it with gold inside and outside, and nothing more. The Pasuk adds, titzapenu, you should cover it. What does that mean, you should cover it? Shema no, we see, shahatsipoy, that this gold covering on the inside and outside, we dover with the asma, we should shame with the asma. It has to remain its own entity. But Salah says, I have to figure out a way that the coating remains a coating. It remains distinct to itself. It's not something that as soon as I attach it to the wood, just becomes subordinate to the wood. He realizes that because the Pasuk says, make it, me bayesu me chutz, titzapenu. Tzapenu means it should remain as a coating. It shouldn't be placed and then just become bottled to the wood right away. It should remain as a, as a coating. So he realizes this is an impossible task. How am I supposed to achieve that? He realizes that's not what Hashem wants from me. Hashem doesn't want me to just paint it gold. He realizes that I have to make three separate boxes. And when he does that, he realizes that's how it's going to work. It's going to look like it's a coating, but it's not really a coating. It's a separate entity. And that's the brilliance. If you look at the Aron, Somebody might not even realize themselves what it is, right? You might not even know. You can, it, there's so much fooling. On the one hand, you might think the whole thing's gold. And if you learn that it's wood, or coating, you might just think there's a coating. There's a painting on the inside of the outside. You don't know it's real. But the emesis it is that the coatings remain completely true to their nature and their, what the characteristics were. It was a golden inside and a golden outside. It happens to be that the middle part of it was made of a piece of wood. That's how Betzalo knew. So to summarize where we are so far, how, how, why is Betzalo making the three boxes if HaKadosh Baruch who tells him simply to coat the Aaron? Where does he get this from to make the three boxes? The Teretz is Betzalo understood. The whole Indian here of making a tzipia to tzapenu is that it should remain a coating unto itself. It shouldn't just be bottled to the wood. So what's the pshat? How am I supposed to do this? If the halacha is an ochos toma that the tzipia is bottled to the kli, then if I just coated it, it's just you know painting wood, but after all is said and done, the entity is wood. And if that's the meaning, then a tamachachim would just be a piece of wood that happens to do maizam on the outside, happens to have a little yerushamayim, but he is the same essence as a human being as every other person. So then that's not what HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is saying to tzapenu, that there should be an entity of the Yerushalayim which sticks by itself and the entire which sticks by itself it must be but Saul understood that the true will of HaKadosh Baruch Hu here could only be um, realized through making the three separate boxes okay now that we've established that was just a beautiful Torah even if we would just stop here it's a beautiful piece of Torah it really is and I think I think intuitively 
I don't claim I'm a Talmud Chacham, so I can't claim I struggle with this. I, I wouldn't use those words, but I, I can tell you from being on the rabbinic side of things, and, and everyone can have this, Talmud Chacham has nothing to do with being a rabbi, but every person who is in that desire of being Talmud Chacham wants to know for themselves, is it true that what I do on the outside and what I hopefully feel on the inside, is it true now that my physical middle is any different than any other human being in the world? It's, an inter- it's a very interesting struggle. Which way is it? Is my physical wood that is my middle, my core, is it any different because I have a box of gold on the outside and a box of gold on the inside? Or do they just, you know, remain different entities? But when the two people go to eat, they sit down to eat, they want a pleasure, whatever the pleasure is, it's exactly the same. Or is there something more of a transformative figure? It's a really hard question. But the MS is, the real truth here is that 100%. The goal is, and the real people who achieve it, is that it is. So he knows it can't just be a coding. That's not the MS. That's not the reality. There are separate boxes. And that the wood is there. And we're going to talk about the point of the wood being there in a second. But the golden entities remain golden. Yeah. It depends what your kahuna is. If your kahuna is your learning. Right. Just people can say, who's your kahuna? Right. It's not going to go inside. Right. If you're learning for the right reasons. Right. 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 Pechle kavara. That's how much right. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. So now he says like this. This is an interesting human side, all right? Sometimes the Tamachacham has to connect himself to evil, flatter somebody, for example, who is a Rasha, for the need to show him some respect. And this is a very interesting point because the truth is that Chazal are very critical about Hanifa. Hanifa flattery to evil is a very bad thing. Sometimes we, you know, we see it very pronounced in politicians. It's fake and you feel it's fake. Tell is very MS. So the din is when you're making machnif to rifta, to something evil, it's usually considered like wrong. But he writes here that there are times when the Torah Tamakh, there might be some purpose, there might be some need where he has to do that. In that moment, when he is doing something, call it for the greater good. Call it the gray area, which is not in his comfort zone. But he's doing it for the greater good, but it's not really truth. The truth is that this, he's connecting himself to something which is not good. He's being machnev to a Russia in that moment. Where is the gold in that moment? The gold is not on the outside. In that moment, the golden box is really only true on the inside. The gold that's on the inside stands on its own. It's really not connected to the wooden box that's, that's on the outside. Because what happens is, he might need something from the Rosh or whatever it is, whatever reason, whatever greater good he has to do it. But he remains independent. And this is the key. It's not affecting his essence. The key is to understand that the golden box does not get messed up even when on the external, on the outside, the Tamil Chacham is doing things which are not in the truest representation of the truth in his, in his golden box that's on the outside, which is a fascinating idea that the Tamil Chacham sometimes fakes it on the outside and relies on his inner truer box on the inside. Fascinating concept. And then, Inami, you can addition, additionally make the point, what does the Gemara Mitzvahim say? That, you know, sometimes we don't have the truest, purest of intentions. Sometimes, you know, we, we, have, we, we, are, we are human beings and we're motivated by, by things which aren't perfect, ulterior motives. A person should still do the Torah and Maizim Tovim in that scenario. Why? The Gemara says, because eventually, you know, it, it, it brings you to a better intent. The more you do it, the more you, it, 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 it settles in you, the more you 
understand its value, and eventually you come to the more pure of intents. For us, in that moment, imagine a person who's learning Torah Shalol Lishma. When he's learning Torah Shalol Lishma, so the gold is only present on the outside, it's not on the inside. His inner, his inner thoughts are not, are, not, are not necessarily pure. So there are moments where the gold is only going to be on the outside, and the gold that's on the inside is not, is not present. By the way, which is a little bit the point you were bringing up, just to understand, not having an ulterior motive doesn't mean you have a bad motive. The Rishon have already clarified that, you know, like there, 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 there's ulterior motives and there are bad motives. When a person learns Torah, for example, to try to refute other Tamid Chachamim, to try to undermine the, the sanctity of Torah or something like that, that's like bad. Like that, don't do that. Better We say better the person shouldn't learn than he should learn for that reason. But when a person is motivated by whatever it is, glory or money or something which he feels he can achieve, stature, through, 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 through learning the Torah. That's where we say, So he's presented two sides of the coin. There are times where a Tamachacham has to fake on the outside something which is not true, meaning he has to connect himself to evil just for whatever purpose, the greater good, but it's not really his truest desire. Then he relies on the inner box. And there are times where the Tamachacham, if you really, really want to know, does he want to be learning in that moment? The answer might be no. But he might still push himself to do it because of some greater desire which he has, which is because of the you come to the Lishma. In that moment, the golden box is only present from the outside. So, so far he's, he's, he's presented a case where the inner box is only on the inside and a case where the, outer, where the golden box is only on the outside. Now, all three can come together. And this is where I, I, I appreciate this very strong. Hopefully, most of the times, it's both. Most of the time, he's, he becomes sincere. And he's also learning Torah on the outside. And in that moment, you would say he's just a gold, right? All is gold. That's the usual man. Meaning, that's like the regular. The regular mode of the tzaddik. He's sincere on the outside and he's doing good on the outside. The other in that moment, it's not the shot that the wooden bo- the box is covered with the gold. But what happens is, the wood, which represents all the physicality of the body, betray bottle. It becomes bottle one and two. And he's invoking the principle of bottle. Familiar with bittel? A person has three pieces of meat. Two are kosher, one is treif. They get mixed up. What's the law? You can eat all three. Bittel is a transformative effect. When there is a mixture between different entities, you go after the majority. The majority defines what the entire thing is. So to here, of course, the wood never goes away. This is such a human Torah. The wood never goes away. You think, you think the Tamachacham doesn't want to eat? What's the vibe, right? So you could say one way of spinning it is, of course, but he channels his thoughts of eating only towards serving God. And how, not, I don't want to take that away. There's another way of thinking at it. Of course it's there. But when a person is surrounded by the gold on the inside and surrounded by the gold on the outside, there's a bit though. Of course it's there. Of course the wood is living. It, it, it's strong. Of course it's strong. But it's overwhelmed by the other two boxes. They're the majority. The minority here is the physicality. So even when it's there, it's not sure it's not there. But there's a power of bittel. And I think it's an unbelievable thing to realize that bittel has to work with majority. And that's why it's so important that you've got the box on the inside, you've got the box on the outside. Meaning, if the sincerity is not there, then a person can be learning Torah for hours and hours a day. And they might only be eating for, or, or engaged in pleasures of life for a small amount of time. But you're missing the bittel. Then you could have someone who's on the opposite side. You could be the most sincere person in the world with the best desires, really connected to Hashem, so on and so forth. But unless you put in the time on the outside, where the golden box is there, the Torah, the Maisim Tovim are there on the outside, then you, can't, you don't have the Bittal either. In order for the Bittal to really work, you need both points. 
You need the outside and you need the inside. Then the wood and the physicality, which will never disappear in a literal sense. It's always automates asada. We will never deny the humanity inside of us. And we relate to it. The Jewish approach is never don't deny. We don't, we're, we're, as much as we have a few fast days here in and out, it's not, it's not the natural Judaism. There's a time, there's a place for it. But the natural mode of Judaism is not ascetic. Compared to other religions, it's fascinatingly different. The idea is we recognize the wood. So what's, if we recognize the wood, so what are we doing over here? Are we spiritual people or not? The tarot says we're relying on the two boxes. The two boxes can come and they make a bitl on the wood. The inner thoughts and the outer actions which are good and pleasant. And this is the idea. There's a real influence on the body. That sometimes, and again, you might think this is beyond you. You might think this is beyond you. I, I can testify from my, my perspective. It's not beyond me. I'm not usually there, but it's not beyond me. What do I mean? I'm just being, being very honest. I don't usually live it, but I know it's not beyond me. There are, there are glimpses of it where I feel it. What do I feel? that there's a delight in the neshama, you feel connected, you feel like you're doing the right thing, you feel like HaKadosh Baruch Hu is with you, you feel like you're being Ayvid Eivishta, where there's an emissa pleasure and happiness in what you're doing, that that desire can overcome the pleasures which you would want naturally and physically in a body. So it's an unbelievable feeling. It's fleeting, I don't have it all the time, but it's true. But you need both parts. You have to really have desire. You have to have a chuka. You have to really want to be connected to Hashem. And you have to be doing it on the outside. You need to be putting in time, hours, energy on the outside. Or else, how does that work? How is it going to be mevatel? But when those two components are there, there is a feeling that this connection, the happiness, the delight that the soul feels could actually be stronger than what the body wants. So it's, it's an ideal. It's, it's not something you know we, we feel on a, on a regular day. Another day, you wake up. You daven, you want to eat breakfast, you know, you just go, you eat breakfast. It, it's not so complicated. It, 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 you know, you don't, you don't overthink it. But there are moments, which I think moments of flashes of, of, of clarity, where, where the connection does come and a person is able to feel how that nullification is working, how, the, how it works, how it's effective. And this is the reason. Betzalu made the three boxes separate from one another. And here he's getting a little bit deeper. Before he just said that it was, it was a coding because or else it would all be bottled to the wood. He's getting just a little bit deeper here. There are times when you're only going to have one box. There are times when you're not going, if you would relate to yourself as just a human box of wood that is coated on the inside and the outside of gold, then you're just one. You're, you're single dimensional. You are the wood that is coated with gold. And when you're not you, you're not yourself, you feel out of your comfort zone completely. But the reality is that there are times where we have just pick up the different box and each box uplifts us and we live with one of it. There are times where he says even further, forget about the fact that sometimes you only have the inner gold and sometimes you only have the outer gold. There are times, this is the real chassid this year, you only have the wood. There are times where you only have the wood. There are times that the Tamachacham only has the wood. What are, you, what are you talking about? How could that ever happen? Gomol nafsho ishchased. What does the Pasuk say? Somebody who favors his desires is a good man. He's a kind man. He quotes the famous Yerushalmi that if a person saw an amazing steak and he said, no, I'm above it, he gets up to Shemaim. What does HaKadosh Baruch Hu say? I send you a steak. Why didn't you eat it? 
So what's he saying? What's this Yerushalmi saying? That there's an Indian, it's an unbelievable thing, that Hashem wants you to enjoy the world and not suffer. Not suffer in the world. Not to sacrifice. Don't be a martyr. It's a very, very hard idea. You know the famous story. The very famous story I have is, it's a story I heard it from, you know, from I was, I was in the mirror with Rabbi Asher. I heard he said it to me, but like it became like a famous line. Rabbi Shamsha Rafal Hirsch said, he quoted this Yerushalmi about the Swiss Alps. He said, by us, going to the Swiss Alps is a mitzvah. And he said, what's the mitzvah? Well, you sit in the base mattress the whole day, you know, that's the right thing to do. He said, no, the Abish is going to come. He's going up to Shemaim. The Abish is going to say, I built a world and I gave beauty to the world. And one of the most beautiful things I put in the world were the Swiss Alps. Why didn't you see it? What are you doing? What are you doing? So that's why he made. He told everybody, go to the Alps. And there's a lot of people, huge kedolim from Yeshua. I know he loves the Alps. He talks about his vacations in the Alps. It's a big Indian. The person has a good vacation, had a good vacation. No, I'm going to have a vacation so that I'll learn better when I come back. Don't make it so complicated. Go on vacation because vacation's good. They just made the Alps. They want you. That's what he's saying. That's what he's saying. You need the wood. That's what Vashar said. It's very true. It's very true. But HaKadosh Baruch is also going to say, I sent you a Rajba. Did you see the beauty of the Rajba? And you know, that's a very haunting thought. It's a very haunting thought, right? Because in other words, he's saying, what he's saying is, I'm not denying the beauty of the Swiss Alps and that God wants me to, to enjoy that beauty. But don't think that that's the only beauty. So that's haunting, right? Because it's like, it's like where am I drawn? So I don't know. That, you know, that's, that, that's deep. I'm, not, I'm definitely not on that level. But what he's saying here, and this is important, is that there are times when the tzaddik himself, the tamachacham, he actually closes in a way, the inner box, and he closes the outer box, and he's there, uncomplicated, not so deep, just he's simply engaged in the wooden box. It's a part of being a human being. Unbelievable. It's unbelievable to read it, like someone who puts it down like that. But that's what it is. We don't want, and listen to the kite. that's another reason now we're answering that the wooden box is not coated on the inside and the outside with gold. You know why? Because there are some times you just need to relate to the wooden box. It's not always having gold, it's not always so spiritual. Not every single thing has to be so deeply spiritual. Go look at the Swiss Alps. God put it in the world. Don't overthink it. Just go. Very interesting. Fascinating approach. So in other words, until now, it's all, it's all has been about the gold, right? It's all been about the gold. And how is the gold going to be there? It's going to be bottled to the wood, this, that. Now he's saying, and even in the wood. Sometimes you have to be mishdamish in the wood. How much is that sometimes? How, many, how much time? How much time should be devoted? How much energy? How much resources? How much money? I don't know. That's a hard question to figure out. But that the concept exists that someone is enjoying for, to, to be a human being because God made me a human being and these are the different facets and the sides of myself that you don't have to be so fachejbin in it. It's a good thing. And I tell you, I, I, I can't tell you how, how, how liberating of a thought this is. What do I mean it's so liberating? Because I don't know. Look, I don't know if necessarily... I'm looking around. I'm being very honest. If you don't share these experiences, then you don't share these experiences. But you can listen to my pain. You can all, be, you can all listen to this for a second. When you, when you go through the yeshiva system, everything is learning. Everything. Everything. The only thing that matters, the only thing of value is learning, which is really beautiful. It's an, it's, it's an amazing, lofty thing. But then you get to certain things, you know, even the most subtle. Wait a second. If everything is learning... Then, then how do I exercise, right? In other words, like, how do I enjoy my steak? How do I exercise? Let alone, how do I watch the Super Bowl? Forget about that. But I'm just mean, like, how do I, no, seriously, like, how do I, how do I exercise, right? How do I, how do I have a geschmack in, in, in playing ball? Like, so there's actually, and this is where it is, there's a school of thought out there, which is don't, right? And, 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 and if you do it, then it's only if it's kechejbent, 
It's got to be Gecheshben. It's got to be, well, if I did this and then my body is stronger, then I'll have more energy. To... And that's, that's the school of thought. That's the permission. But you know what the problem with all that is? You feel empty. You feel it fake. You feel it insincere. You don't feel it as being true. When you, you know, when, you, you, when you're enjoying something, you understand what you're enjoying. It's very hard to fake something like that. It's very hard to tell a person, don't be a human. Don't take away what is that. The reality is, and I think this is the, the settling point, is that we actually have living with different boxes. And that's okay. It's okay to realize that you're made up of all different components. You're not just a wood that Akadosh Baruch Hu came along and said, paint it gold on the inside, paint it gold on the outside, and in every moment, live with all three. How do I balance all that? What, what is that? What kind of inconsistencies? How am I supposed to live with that? But the answer is Hashem gave me different boxes, different tools, and different tools and different parts of myself. And unless I directly put in and develop and, and cultivate those boxes, then I'm not going to self-actualize. It won't happen. So it's very difficult, again, sometimes on a practical level. But when you're talking about on a lofty level where it's there, so, you know, it's an interesting thing. It's like, you know, there's a, next time, you know, during, you think about some of the G'daylum, 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 who shared that they went on vacation, that they did something like that. There's just such a beauty to it. It's such a beauty because it just, it, it just, it, it shows how you can live as a human being, you know, and it doesn't have to be so complicated and you don't have to overthink it always. It's an extremely liberating thought. But this last point, how you can have the wood sometimes can have to exist by itself. Now he finishes off. We have three separate boxes. He says, eventually, and you knew this is going to come. Eventually, they all become one. Eventually, they all become one. Whenever the boxes are separate, that all represents the way human being starts off. You go to learn, we're not perfect, right? We're all human. So we have all these different boxes, the different things that we relate to inside ourselves. I mean, and that's what we're saying. The intentions are always pure. And, and sometimes you have to fake with the Russia on the outside. Sometimes you got to go check out the Swiss Alps. There are different boxes. So when a person takes Torah, you have to start off. Everyone, every boy, right? Every, everything, when you start off in the Torah, of course, it's unrealistic to think that the golden box is strong then. So you have, there's, there's a box, but you know it's, 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 it's only a box. As you're just talking, a person becomes wise. So he works on himself. He performs his services for Hashem. He grows in his intentions. His sincerity grows and develops. What happens is that there's a point where the boxes that represent body and soul are no longer independent. There's a time when it all becomes one. And it comes to that the box of wood becomes nullified to the two boxes of gold. The highest level is when the goof is bottle. Now again, do we get to that level? Who knows? You know, we don't know. But I think the main point is, is that we operate. We start off in the, in, the, in, in the manifestation of what it means to human being. We operate on the three separate boxes. This is more or less really easy. I think one of the most, there's been so many thoughts that he's discussed tonight. So many different takeaways. But one thing which is always just, I think, the most takeaway, know the Gemara and Yuma. You got to know the Gemara and Yuma. Know about that, the sincerity in the inside and the actions on the outside. That's symbolizing the gold. But realize, hey, it's still made up of a piece of wood because sincerity is never absolute. There ain't no thing, as, there's no such thing as a human being who's perfect. There's no such thing. That's one very important point. Mitzat Cheney, his main matara here to discuss is why 
they were separate boxes as opposed to being a, co- a coating. He's explained because if it would be coatings, it would just be one big mishkabab. It would have been a piece of wood that's like that. That's not what it is. There are separate boxes. He then went on to identify with us how each of the boxes at times only can stand by itself. There are times where a person is muschaber to the rush and he only relies on the inner box. Sometimes he's shalolishmah, he only relies on the outer box. Sometimes he's focused only on his humanity. That's the, that, that's the middle box. And we, a person who lives with all these different points, this is the home for the Torah, the human being that we are. But that's all, that's what it means to relate to the Aaron. What's amazing is something, when you come to and you see the Aaron though, you only see the gold, right? You don't even see the wood. And that represents the ultimate. That even though we know the core is the wood, but that the ultimate desire is just for it to be bottled two in one, and it's as if it's all unified as one.